Hey friends, if you enjoy the show, you can support us on Patreon on the Cashing In with TJ Miller page on Patreon. We sure appreciate your support and it's a good place to send us a message or send us a maskers or maybe get some bonus audio. So check that out. Also, if you've been listening for a while and you have a favorite episode, if you could pass along that episode to a friend and hook them up with the show, we sure would appreciate it. We'd love to get at least, we always want to maintain at least 12 and a half listeners. So thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with TJ Miller. We're back on the quarantine edition here. Just hanging out. They're starting to open up the country a little bit. Well, New York is. I mean, they're opening up. Everywhere. Yeah, but I'm sorry. Everywhere but New York is. You know, Los Angeles is doing that, but the beaches are opening up. And what do you think about that? Do you think it's time? You think you're ready? Um, well, we can avoid people and just go out in the water and that kind of thing. But, you know, they had all these restrictions on everybody and, you know, don't sit on towels and, you know, don't play volleyball and don't play Frisbee and nobody should stay together in clumps. And pre- people were pretty much ignoring it within five minutes of of them opening the beaches, um, which in some respects I think is positive for the state of the future of comedy, that people are going to kind of get comfortable pretty quick. There's this idea that nobody's ever going to be the same again, but maybe people will come back. Certain people will. Um, you said it yesterday. People don't, Americans don't, this is directly something TJ said, Americans don't like to be told what not to do. And I think that's true. Um, I think they'd rather be told what to do than what not to do. Yeah, that's that, like a weakness as a country. I mean, look at look at our history, right? Yeah, it's it's where we come from. It's people saying we're going to tax you, and you say, "Well, um, then give us representation." And it's like, no, but we're still going to tax you. And it's like, okay, well, I'm. We're going to be our own country. And they're like, no, you can't be your own country. And you're like, oh, really? Can't we? Right. And so it's like, but I think already here, there's the social distancing is not. People are starting to get lax on that. I mean, a lot it's, of people. It's, it's like, Teach, it's like, it's like Steven Seagal. Someone said, don't wear a ponytail if you're going to be an action hero. And he said, right. don't tell me what not to do. Right. Okay, I'm above the law. Anyway, I'll tell you what to do. You don't tell me what not to do. Right. So that's kind of how we're built. And that makes me think that for one thing, and I talked about this, I, I'm really thankful that I've had a wife and two kids during this whole thing, have people to spend time with and everything. But I think this could be a fun era to be single when the floodgates open in terms of bars, restaurants, being single again because I think it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the Olympics. It's gonna be like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's gonna be ludicrous. Yeah. 
people will just go head first into having intercourse, just they, dive into bed with people. Just in the streets, you know, back in the day, people used to beat each other in the streets. Remember? Like, yeah, it was a different time back then. Yeah. That's the future. People are having sex in the streets. That's the future. Well, it's the a question is, time in the future. I was doing it. I was making some jokes with somebody. Because eventually we're going to go back and, you know, talk about this. Um, but a guy uh, who works at the dry cleaners on our block, he said, he goes, God, I mean, you know, a lot of these kids aren't going to go back to school until the fall and maybe not even until next year. He said, but then what are they going to do? And I said, yeah, I know. That's crazy. You know, you know, some people who thought they were going to um, some people who thought that they were going to graduate are going to be a senior till next year, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was talking about. He was like, how are they going to make, they're going to want to go to frat parties. How are they going to make these kids social distance? Well, if the beach is any indication, um, things are going to get back to normal. For certain sections of society, I think higher risk groups, absolutely not. Um, but I'm just saying that the lower risk contingency, I wonder, I mean, I think they're going to get back to normal quicker than we realize based on what I'm seeing out on the beach. Um, I'm, there's is there some of, be, I'm, to be honest, I'm concerned about that, yeah, but I'm with also... The, with the um, kids, I'm wondering, you know, if you're younger, is it's no longer AIDS, you know? It's not about unprotected sex. It's about how do you hook up with a mask on? The problem know? is... The problem it's is going to be a lot of socially distant hand jobs, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> what I mean by that is, it used to be, look at the look at the right. rack on that one. You say, look at, look at the size of her breastages, as you yeah. say. Yeah. And now it's going to be like, yeah, you know what? I hooked up with uh, with Sarah last night. No way. The one with the long arms? Oh, yeah. She was, she was able to be almost four and a half feet away from me while we got it that's going. That's going to be a real. Long yeah, arms. That's going to be a real. And went the women with point. the long arms. Yeah, exactly. Super long arms, right? You should yeah. have seen her wingspan. That's going to mm. be the new thing people compliment, the wingspan. Mm. She had an alarming wingspan. She was like the Michael Jordan of hand job givers. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, but I'm joking, but it is. That's going to be a concern. You're going to kind of, you know, when if people are sick, I, I just, here's what I fear that we're going to get back going and there aren't going to be any like huge flare ups. Mm-hmm. And somehow the president is going to be able to say, oh, well, you know, um, uh, I told you it was going to go away or something like that. And that um, people are just going to kind of get back to normal. You said that you'll wake up sometimes and feel that it's insane that thousands of people are dying a day and people just kind of aren't really considering that. It's just sort of a statistic. And um, people are, people have become sort of uh, immune to it in terms of the, it's, it's really disturbing. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that although these seeing these people on the beach, it does concern me because I, you know, there's a difference between AIDS. These people are putting other people, higher risk people um, in danger. So it does, I I would like people to try to follow the rules if they could. I know it's hard, but for God's sake, you know, there's a lot more than just those particular people. You know what I mean? That they have to worry about. And, you know, someone you love is going to end up being touched by this when with the numbers that we're looking at in this country. So I will say this also, when they open Las Vegas and Bourbon Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that. When they open those two places, you want to trace the, um, do you want to trace the, uh, 
second wave, that's what it could be traced to, those two places. Like already, I could just say that. Like it's just going to, people are going to go nuts and it's going to be a lot of people that aren't really too worried about what we've learned from this. And it's going to set us back a bit and hopefully it won't be as bad as some of these, um, you know, these. Well, I wonder if Bourbon Street is going to be this weird thing of like, are you willing to take the risk for the fun? It's like, you know, you said how weird it is that the moment in our generation where you really could uh, be heroic was just to cower at home and watch Netflix, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but we're going to see the dawn of a new time when it's, are you, are you willing to risk your life to have fun? Yeah. You know, and what is Bourbon Street going to be like? I mean, are people going to be walking around in masks until that's not the point of Bourbon Street? Right. It's just to drink and eat terrible things and fall over and rub up against people. And I mean, I lived in New Orleans for like three months and um, two blocks off of Bourbon Street. And even during the weekdays, it was just sort of pretty much insanity. You know, I mean, it's a very insane place. So I I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like, you know, struggle to imagine. I gotta tell you oh god did i do a smart thing (laughs) (laughs) i was really i we were just not good i told you april and i were not running on all cylinders the last two months um you know it's just we i really analyzed it and like we are not you know setting aside time for ourselves because we haven't had a babysitter in two months and the kids aren't at school. So we don't have that two or three hours a day or two hours a day, even to in the minute they fall asleep, we fall asleep because we're withered, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like really analyzing it. We were just not really getting along so well during this quarantine as well as I thought we should. I thought it should help us grow. And it was, I don't think we were, you know, it's not like we were in trouble as a couple, but I was bummed about how we were doing. And so I just had a little pep talk with her and I sat her down. I love how you do this, how you will talk to her. I was just like, as if it's a third party in the sort of, you know, the trilogy is you, April and the marriage, the relationship, (laughs) which is good. That's the right way to do it. I said, you know, our marriage is super important. It's like one of the most important things in our lives. And, you know, there's a lot of different aspects of this thing that has affected our lives, but the thing that's coming out the worst right now, um, now that your health is better and everybody's, you know, right now healthy, knock on wood, is we're not we're not doing great. We're bitch, we're being a little too snippy with each other and we're just being a little too mm-hmm. um, we have to set aside time for ourselves. So let's have a date Saturday night and let's ha- just sit the kids in front of the television and give them some projects and, you know some uh you know things to play with and build or whatever and say look you cannot come down and bother us for two hours this is our time we're going to chill out together it's a date night it's a really official date night like like it would be if we got a babysitter right and it was the first time we had spent that kind of time together since this thing has started and i can't believe i didn't think of it earlier 
I mean, they're old enough to handle themselves. They're, I can't believe that you didn't think of it earlier. I'm, I really feel stupid. I was doing that. We don't have kids. I know, but you didn't. I think. Yeah, I know. I look. I don't have any excuse. I she didn't think of it either. So in fairness, but I said, look, we're we're putting the relationship last, and that's weird. We're putting their school first, and this different work that I'm doing second, and you know. Um, Staying healthy, that's in the mix. Those are all important things, but our relationship is coming dead last right now. So what we did is we had the thing. I started a fire. And, uh, yeah, I was going to ask, what, what, what were the details a, of it? Well, I started a fire. It was We don't have a fireplace. It was a forest <laughs> fire. And that was, you know, but it was worth it, right? A lot of people. I knew it. I was going to say, we started a fire. It was in a trash can. We don't have a fireplace proper, but we roasted hot dogs over it in our fingerless gloves. Right. And a couple of hobos. Right. Um no, we, we had a fire going and we, we hung out on our uh, on our deck and talked and, you know, um, just talked the whole night. We had some food and uh, uh, engaged in some, you know, semi illegal ice cream, semi illegal activity. And it just was, uh -oh. um, you know, um, it was really nice to, to connect again. It was pretty awesome. Um, two and a half hours later, we saw a um, we did call the kids down one time when we saw a um, um what are those? Um, they have long tails and they're crazy looking creatures. Um, possum. We saw a possum. Did you really? Yeah. So we had the kids come down and we chased the possum. So that interrupted the date for at least 15 minutes because we chased the possum around the neighborhood. But because um, possums are cool. They you know? are cool. Yeah. You see a possum, you got to. Did put it play dead? What? Did it ever play dead? No, it didn't. It didn't play dead. It, we were never able to catch it, but we were able to see it in the distance and it was running away from us. It was great. Anyway, it was great. Uh, it worked out pretty well. So here's the question. Do you dress up for a date where there's no. Yes. Uh, well, I, I had a whole uh, approach. We both to took this. showers. We took showers and I dressed deal. up. That's I mean, I didn't. I, I took off the uh, Schmidt skirt. Put on a real skirt, a nice yeah, skirt. I put on a real skirt. Yeah, just a real chiffon yeah. skirt. I mean, I, I would say in the beginning of quarantine, I've kind of not gotten lax with this, but in the beginning of quarantine, I would have a different outfit for dinner as I did during the day, mm -hmm. every single day. Mm -hmm. And then we both have kind of, but we do a date night every couple nights we pr try and play chess or have a listening party or you know because we've been listening to records we got some old records because we had a turntable and we'd never use it so easy to be lazy and put on um pandora and just not really even think about what you're listening to and uh so we've been doing that and been trying to read a little bit and watching movies together but yeah the day night is sort of cooking a meal together and then, yeah, getting dressed up. She'll sort of dress nice. And I've, I've put on a tie a couple of times. Now that the weather is better, I feel like every couple days we're going to go out on the terrace and kind of eat outdoors and be able to just spend time you, out there. You've, which always really been, nice. you've always been good about, like, um, that's the thing. You would have thought of this a lot earlier. I'm aware of that. I like, you, I, I like. You're good at taking care of relationships and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a good husband. Um, but the, first, the little part of the speech I made when I started this thing, I'm like, I have not been the greatest husband during this era. I got to uh, I know you're you're worn out. You've been running ragged this and entire that's time. rare for you. She probably would have just taken that apology, you know, um, <laughs> and ran with that. She didn't want to have she didn't want to have dinner. It's just that I've never been wrong before. That's the I know, it's, it's hard to admit you're wrong for the first time. <laughs> it's such an uncommon thing.
Now, um, or maybe it's just when you're when you're wrong as often as I am, it's hard to recognize how this is any different. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> so wait, so you you start off and you said, hey, you know. I said, that's how I started. I'm like, you've been such an amazing, you know, partner, mother during this whole era. And, and I know you've got a lot of, it's hard with the amount of, you know, it, there's just not even half an hour break, you know? And so, but um, she's been great. And uh, she's also like doing things that are not in her wheelhouse. She does not enjoy cooking and we're not going out to eat. Do you, uh, and I'll cook a little how many, bit. How many days a week do you have pasta? Would you say? Yeah, I mean, it's is there is if there were more than seven days, I'd say eight days a week. <laughs> it's just all pasta all the time. It's all pasta all the time. It's all prego, just pouring prego on noodles and <laughs> just, just all. Sometimes the, then, what you'll do is you'll drink the prego, you'll shoot some prego, yeah. then eat some of the buttered noodles, and then yeah. shoot the prego. You don't even mix them together. And then just and then just uh, eating ice cream right out of the. A microwave. Well, right out of the microwave. <laughs> microwave. Yeah. I love that you microwaved ice cream because you weren't going to wait. You needed it. You needed yeah. it now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um, so, I mean, that was that was pretty that was pretty awesome. Um, you know, that, that, that she's doing all the cooking. I'm, I'm trying to help cook, too. But, you know, um, keeping these guys from not. Uh, hurting each other is a challenge and in any event uh as wrong as i usually am i was more wrong so we put it together we had a nice date we're gonna do it next week and uh you know you got to do that kind of stuff but you've always been good with it you 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 create special memories and moments with people i'm, good, that doing, I'm good doing that outdoors with adventure <laughs> you know what i mean i think i'm a solid dad in terms of like Let's put, let's get a memory here. Let's do something really dangerous and then we'll remember it. You know, let's swim with some sharks. <laughs> let's swim. <laughs> Almost killed. <TJ. laughs> let's swim for 45 minutes and make it possible that TJ needs, realizes he can't, he will drown if he doesn't learn how to float. Let's watch TJ float on his back and be very nervous that he won't make it back. He'll just show. die there in the ocean. Um, that's no, how badly, that's how badly I don't want to work some of these shows. You are uh, take TJ to <laughs> Niagara Falls and go over the falls on a barrel with him. Let's just do it. a penny. Yeah, just a penny farthing in a barrel in a canoe yeah. in a bigger yeah. barrel. Right. I think what I, it's not that hard to make things. You know, if you just even I wrote a couple little cards and hid them around the living room one night, and I mm -hmm. sort of said, "Yeah, let's play hot and cold, and you'll find the three or four cards that I've hidden for you. Yeah. And um, things like that just aren't that hard to do. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't I mean, it's no, you it's you're tough, always it's with that right kind of stuff. You, you having you having kids is really, really different from it's our different. situation. But also Kate is kind of sick a lot or she'll feel under the weather she's exhausted because like last night she didn't go to sleep until four in the morning or something she just had trouble sleeping and of course she was on her phone and so i find that a lot of times <clears throat> i am cooking you know i'm i'm whipping up breakfast and i'm getting better at that it's not that hard especially because she's a pescatarian so it's sort of just either cooking fish opening sardine tins um, or sauteing vegetables and that's why we don't need a microwave we just sort of throw spinach tomatoes, onions, mushrooms, whatever, with olive oil, and then put some salt in it, and you just cook it down 
And then we figure out whatever it is we want to put on top of that. But we, you know, it's so I, I've, I've definitely gotten better at cooking. I don't know if. Uh, now, you formed an alliance with uh, with one of your cats. Um, I, I, yes, Geyser, the boy cat. Yeah. <coughs> the buddy, as we call him. What do you what what do you um, are you guys teaming up against the other <laughs> cat or me. what? Well, yeah, and we're sort of we're saying really nasty things about Kate and Puffin behind their back. Puffin being the girl, <laughs> the girl Kit Cat, and um, yeah. you know we'll just we'll wait and wait until they leave the room, and then I'll kind of say, oh god, those stupid fucking ugh, those girls, you know, and guys will say, oh no, you're telling me. I mean, this is they're disgusting, and they don't even know I can talk, and I'll be like, I know. That's what really steams their beans, I think, is that they, they hear really us talking. Really chaps their hide. They, they can hear us talking, right? Yeah. Squawking. Yeah. But uh, you never tell them. You just keep balking, you know? <laughs> B-A-L-K-I-N-G. And, uh, no, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I mean, the boy, the boy cat kind of follows me around and wants to hang out with me. And then the girl cat is both wants to be around Kate, but also I think it's just afraid of me. I'm just this huge lumbering man, you know, just like, um, and so she's, she's always afraid that I will, um, uh, she's always afraid that I'll step on her. I think, I think that's a real actual, physical concern. For Has her. that happened yet or no? No. Okay. In fact, I think Kate stepped on her tail more than I have, but <clears throat> I've actually, <clears throat> I flopped down on the couch and hit the boy cat and that, you know, then he, um, you know, then he's like, whoa, wait, but he doesn't really care. He's just a lot sturdier of a cat. Mm-hmm. She's very, very small. He's kind of a bigger cat. So I think he likes and we'll sort of roughhouse. It is weird. He's a strange. I mean, he really will like try and scratch and bite me, but not very hard. So I'll sort of, you know, I don't know. We kind of roughhouse and it's been really weird. I mean, it's, you know, these, I saw these, uh, these two creatures three times a week. That's it. Yeah. So I really just didn't spend much time around them because when I'm in town I was always going and doing things and getting Did you say places. three creatures? What's that? Did you say three creatures? Yeah, two of them are smaller and the other one is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean in a certain context, I mean if you say you're a beautiful creature, that that can be seen as a as a great compliment. But you just said <laughs> I've been living with these three creatures and I never really noticed them before. See, we've, we've undone all the nice things I said about you earlier. Well, she is. She's just a, ugh, you know, she's just slithering around and just, you know, just making noises and stuff and eating and then going into a room by herself for a while at certain points. I mean, it's just, it's just a creature. There's just three creatures yeah. lurking around. It's a, it's a complete train wreck. <clears throat> but it's... <clears throat> I mean, as far as uh, it's just it's starting to really settle in, like what you said about kind of the state. It might be good for the state of comedy that people sort of barrel full force into returning to regular life. But um, it's really starting to hit me that kind of all the money that I've made and saved is kind of going to be gone because we we just, you know, that's why it's so huge 
when somebody pledges a dollar, three dollars on Patreon, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. five dollars a month is like really not a lot of money. Neither is twelve dollars and fifty cents to be really twelve and a halfing it. Um, that's huge. That's like the only way that I can pay for food right now. And well, do we, I mean, do you think there's going to be speakeasy but, comedy? Well, think, like, you know, actually, Dustin Chafin, who runs um, the uh, Greenwich Village Comedy Club, his club seats about 60. And he was talking about maybe doing, you know, does it come to a point where people are ready to go out and they haven't opened stuff up? So you use a, um, you, you know, you use a password and you say first 30 people to get there you know, get seats and then that's it. And they just operate without the government's knowledge. And it's in a, it's in the basement. The only problem is, is it's close to the comedy cellar. And if the comedy cellar can't open, then they would definitely try and, you know, report that Dustin was doing shows. Right. I think in New York, especially there may come a point where they're sort of saying, Hey, we're doing a jazz, we're doing a jazz deal, but there it's donation only. And we're not selling drinks, but you can donate to the tip jar and then you just pay what you would normally pay across the board just to see some jazz, you know, even if it's socially distanced jazz. But when uh, what I understand, especially in New York, is when will people feel comfortable saying, "Okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go into a basement around strangers. You know, I think that's going to happen with a mask for a little while. And not only when do you feel comfortable going out without a mask, but also when do you feel comfortable saying, all right, I'm not going to wear a mask, but then other people have masks and they're looking at you like, why aren't you wearing a mask? Like you're putting us in danger. Look, even sporting events, um, you know, they're talking about what sporting events will be like. I keep seeing those articles and they'll be like, you know, you'll get to the stadium and you'll stagger your arrival and your departure and there'll be lines where you can stand on an X and you'll stand on that line for, you know, when you pick up hot dogs and you'll sit six feet apart from everyone else and you'll wear a mask. And at a certain point you're like, well, then nobody's going to go. Like if it, if it, I'm not going to go watch it. I like going to watch a baseball game, but I'm not going to go wear a mask during a game for three hours. I'd rather just listen on the radio or watch on television. So, so, So that's that's the downside of the situation we're in as comedians, because it's going to take a little longer. It's going to be there's going to be a progression and comedy is going to be towards the back end of that progression, I think, in terms of people's comfort level. Right. I mean, it's going to start with I mean, if if people aren't going to an outdoor concert or something, um, then they're not going to be ready to go into a cellar and wear a mask during a show as often. But. It's eventually we're going to have our society back the way it was. It's just the question is, how long will it be? How long will it be? And also, you know, something that's a little bit disconcerting for me, for sure, is just this idea of, um, you know, are people going to, I mean, a comedy club, actually, it's pretty easy to space people out. You know, it's going to, it's a bummer that I don't know if we'll have kind of packed houses for another year or two. But it's going to be, you know, um, you know, it's going to be um, it's going to be strange. But I think it actually once people go to a comedy club and they're all spaced out, but they're like, oh, but it was so fun. And we had drinks and because right. I don't know if people are going to wear a mask when they're sitting down at the comedy club. 
I, I, don't, I don't think, think so. that works. And I think we're lucky that we travel all over because there are going to be places that are just going to open to 100% capacity. It just Florida, Arizona, Georgia, these places, they just yeah. don't care, you know? And so there will be that. And then I think what you do is you have the audience first three rows are empty and, um, you know, you can add a show if, if you need to, but a lot of these places are going to be half capacity, I think for a long time, but once people get used to that, it's, it's still going to be fun. You know, you and I have performed for all different amounts of people. So I don't think it's not, it's not going to feel as electric as before. Although you have the theory that for the first six months, the people that actually come out are going to go crazy. The crowds that go are going to be twice as explosive. You know, when you do shows for the military, you go overseas and you get the closer you get to real danger, the more those crowds are explosive. Yeah. That's they're so appreciative that you're doing this for them. So I think 12 people is going to sound like 50 people. They're going to be, it's going to be like the shot out of a cannon. I think the shows are going to be really fun. It's just going to affect our finances because not as many people will be in the crowds for a while, but the ones that come, yeah, it's, it's going to cut awesome. it by 50%. I mean, are yeah. you, do, do you think that you'll do live corporate shows anytime soon? Well, yeah, there are some, um, and can you hear me? So TJ just had to, um, go and take care of something here. And, uh, he's back. Um, I have a bunch of things lined up that are not virtual already already, but I don't know. And in each contract, it says, you know, there's a clause that says that, you know, like, like October is pretty full already, but really, yeah, this is for like corporate events, that kind of thing. One's a country club another's a corporate, but you know, there's, there's a few different ones. I'm not bragging here. I don't even know if, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. It sounds a lot like you're bragging. It's a big brag. Uh, First, I bragged about being a good husband for the first time. (laughs) And now I'm bragging about this. It's just my way. It's Um, just your way of doing things. Now, how many things are broken in your house? Um, Because a lot of things are broken in my house. More than I would like to admit. I loved your story about the guy coming over and saying like do you want me to fix this or what what exactly did he say <laughs> like this was like <laughs> In terms he, of what? he basically said someone else can fix this and you're like no i actually you know your your computer was broken right i think so. hold on one second hold on okay. i'm so sorry all right Just give me one second okay so tj had to go but he'll be back Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't think my computer, I don't think it was my computer that was broken, but it was, uh, I mean, it was something. Do you remember what it was? Something was broken where the guy wouldn't actually fix it. And you're like, no, that's, that's why I called you to have you fix it. Um, he was like, oh, you know what you should do? You should call a computer person. It's like, well, that's, that's what you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I called tech support for our internet. Tech support. And it was, you know, turn it on, turn it off. All right, try turning this off. Try turning yeah. this back on. All right, tell me. We did that for about an hour. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think it seems like now you got to call somebody in. And I was like, yeah. what do you mean? He's like, you got to call somebody to fix it. I said, that's why I called you. <laughs> that's. 
<clears throat> you're the person to help me fix it. And he goes, yeah, no, no, you got to have somebody actually go over it. So it's, it's like we would have gotten just as far as if yeah. I called him and the first thing he said to me was, call somebody and have them come over and fix it. I would have saved an hour and a half of my life if he from the get-go was like, you know what, this isn't going to work. Whatever I say isn't going to work. It's my favorite thing, and I've mentioned this 50 times on the show. I just When the people are right to Dear Abby and they're like, ask her some marital advice or they're depressed and they want to talk to someone about it and they ask for suggestions and dear Abby every time will write you know um you should see a therapist it's like well, what the fuck was I writing you this note for why why don't your whole column should be called all these advice columns they should be called go see a therapist yeah go go That's see a professional yeah go right. see a professional I they should just be like we're not going to even um you know, print yeah. the question this person has, go see a professional. And you were bringing up this point. It's like going to a doctor and him going, have you seen a doctor? Go, yeah, that's, right. Exactly. That's why I'm here. <clears throat> I think, I think this is time for you to go and see a doctor. Well, I, you are a doctor. I know, but you know, you sort of said this, but I, I know, but I think you should see a specialist. Yeah. The specialist thing drives me crazy. And that is very, I nice love thing. my doctor. He's really cool. I've had the same doctor for like 15 years now. He's really nice, but he seems to just every single thing that is going wrong, he'll say, you should go see a specialist about this. And I'm like, well, just give me the, just give me the drugs. Just give me the straight dope, doc. Just give me the straight, just, just give, give me the me straight the dope, stuff. doc. Give me the sweet stuff. What's up, doc? Give me the straight dope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, look, at you know, our refrigerator was broken. We had to have somebody come in today to do that, and. I guess he pulled his mask down and his nose was out. I've been seeing a lot of that in New York. Just people walk around with masks and just covering their mouth, not their nose. Right. And it's like, what right. are you doing? Who's that for? You're protecting other people, but you're going to get the virus. That's exactly how you, that's the point of, so that's really yeah. very strange. But anyway, he did that. And then we had our, uh, <laughs> our kind of internet guy come over and fix the, the things that were wrong with that. And he kept a mask on. He's, he's a really cool guy too. I like him a lot. Um, but it is weird. It's like we're all going to be strange about letting somebody else into our home. And I, I think that there's going to be this very strange moment where when they reopen for a couple of weeks, people are going to kind of a lot of people are just going to sort of go to bars and <clears throat> drink and have a mask on around their neck and then put it on when they're not drinking or something. Um, but when after two weeks, nobody they know gets sick then I think you might snap into this kind of hyper drive. You know, people, a lot of people won't have a ton of money, but I think for a couple of months, it'll just be this slingshot back to let's go out every single night. You know, mm -hmm. let's go to this different bar each well, night. What's weird though is like, <clears throat> like you're saying, but it's like we, you know, you know you're going to go to a sports bar to what? Watch reruns of, uh, of games. I mean, there's no games, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's another reason people might say, hey, look, you know, comedy might be um, comedy might be something that they go, well, we can go see this and we know it's going to be new and it's probably going to be about quarantine. Um, but it is going to be strange. I mean, if you're performing in places that are half capacity, yeah, that just sort of cuts your entire, you know, income in half. Yeah. And you sort of no one this is for everybody. 
I mean, everybody's going to make less money and no one was expecting that something like this was going to happen. So it's not only a recession, it's like a dead stop, uh, free fall into a depression. Yeah. So I think uh, nobody really knows what that's like either, um, to be sure. But I kind of hope, I mean, not to get prosaic about the details of our lives, but I hope that we do at least a little better on, you know, plane fare is going to be probably half of what it was. And it's going to cost so little to get from one place to another. And, um, uh, you know, I worry about my travel agent probably hasn't booked a flight for anybody in like four months or something. And, um, well, certainly two or three months. And, uh, you know, but I I think plane fare is going to be cheaper. Hotels are going to be cheaper for a while, for like six months or a year. It's going to cost very little to go into these places and they're all going to have to be price competitive. So if a holiday inn is willing to just charge you $60 for the night, then a Hilton garden Inn is not going to be able to charge you even $80 for a night. If they're right, in comparable right. areas. So I think those things will be down. And then I think there's going to be a lot of like cheap food and drink specials, just a type of thing where, they're just they'll they'll give you they'll almost give you food for free to get you to come in and drink, you know. I think how long till hors d'oeuvres come back at a party? What do you mean? Just someone walking around with a tray of just past hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, I don't know. You think that's gone for good? I liked hors d'oeuvres. I like the. Just someone walking by with, uh, yeah, I'll try that. You know, no, I'll like tasty it. morsel. <laughs> Just right up to my face. I didn't order it. Never thought I would want it. And there's some crazy. But yes, I will take that pigs in a blanket. I think I will do that. This is an excuse to do such a crazy thing, right? Like That's who so would funny. do such a thing? You're right. But like what of those customs, what happens? I was talking to, um, again, my buddy at the the dry cleaners across the street. And he said, he said, I think handshakes are gone. Oh, I was like, totally. yeah, we'll figure something else out. But he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't ever really see people shaking hands. And I was like, yeah, that's a bummer too. Cause that was so fun, you know? But and I, I, th- I, I think for a little that. while, everybody's going to have hand sanitizer on them wherever they go. Well, the weird thing is we have habits now that might replace the, the way the world will change is some of the habits that we like better we might keep. For example, I just don't think as many people are going to go back to the gym. I think we've all discovered workouts that we like just as much that are more efficient, and we won't want to bother going to a gym, finding parking, dealing with someone else's That's what my friend also was talking about. So you know, he's one of the few guys that I had a long conversation about this with, and because um, I haven't seen anybody. You know, one of my buddies yeah. said, hey, do you want to get together for a socially distanced drink and, and have a cigar or something? And I realized I haven't seen anybody. You're the only friend I've seen. I, I, I haven't seen anybody except for Kate. Me, so. I haven't seen anyone except for Kate. And your cat. Three creatures. Just three creatures. Three creatures. The two, the, the two creatures and then the larger creature. Those are the only, and it's really, really true. I mean, I used to, in New York, That's I what would I'm going to call this episode, three creatures. And, 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 <laughs> In New York, I would see, you know, five or ten friends a night, just just stand up comics. Yeah, you know, not close friends, not like you and me or the two smaller creatures, but uh, you know, acquaintances like the larger creature here, yeah. Kate. You know, and um, 
Yeah, so it's it's just it's it's been really strange. But I when I talked to him, I sort of said, uh, you know, I you know I like coming by and and shaking your hand. And he's like, yeah, me too. And he, he now has a divider. They have dividers up, but a lot of the stores plastic sort of sneeze yeah. guard dividers. And he said, well, you know, every business is going to have this, which is so funny because everything will look like a liquor store, or a check cashing place in a bad neighborhood. Just everything will look like that. Right. And um, but he's a guy who likes the gym. You know, he's one of those guys where I think, <clears throat> you know, I lift weights and stuff, but I think this guy takes a lot of pride in the fact that he <clears throat> I think he probably worked out every day. I think he was yeah. one of those guys that going to the gym was one of the things that he did. He knew people there. He would probably say to friends, <clears throat> what time are you going to the gym tonight? You know, are you going to the gym on Saturday? And they would go and probably spot each other. And you know, I think it was a big cornerstone, a touchstone in his life. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I can't even imagine going to the gym anymore. Because he's like a really built sort of handsome guy, but not like ripped, like trying to, but just like, very, it's clear that a gym is a big thing for him. Right. And so he... um he said, you know, I can't imagine going and not, you know, I'm, I'm going to wipe down every machine before I use it and then after I use it. And, you know, he's kind of right that you sort of are becoming a, a janitor for your own experience. Yeah. And I just think there's and, habits uh, like I, that. I think he's going to, he, you know, I, he didn't say this, but it seems like, yeah, he probably he'll be working out from ho- home most of the time. I mean, the fitness industry has sort of in one foul swoop moved to virtual and what's really sad about Manhattan, because they talk about it being a retail ghost town, is that Manhattan started, the majority of businesses in Manhattan were um, restaurants and gyms and, and like workout places, all different kinds, yoga, yeah. the bar methods, you know, not Zumba, but like whatever, just like, you know, CrossFit, kickboxing, boxing, um, you know, soul cycling, all that kind That's of stuff. Spinning, spinning in a class. I, I think it's over for a while. It might be. Well, I definitely for a while, but you know, a lot of the, <clears throat> the joke here was that <clears throat> most Manhattanites spend their money eating food and then going to classes to burn the calories. So taking calories right. in and then right. spending money and, you know, restaurants and gyms are shut down. So who knows what it's going to look like on the other side of this in terms of, if people don't go to gyms, well, then those gyms are going to close. And if people aren't going to restaurants, some of those are going to close. I mean, I think New York needs to make marijuana legal immediately. I mean, as quickly as they possibly can, because that's something that would generate a lot of revenue and people smoke weed at home, you know, or with friends in a park or something like that. And so it's much easier to, and I also think we're going to go back to it being legal to drink outside in New York Mm -hmm. city. That's going to be a big thing because they're they're talking about maybe having a huge amount of um, <clears throat> a huge amount of um, a sidewalk cafe business. Right. So you just let any right. restaurant put tables outside on the sidewalk, and uh, so that people can kind of be really distant from each other. But it's it's going to be it's going to be weird. I mean, are the restaurants open where you are? Are you one of the counties that's opening up? No, I, n- no one's going to sit down. But again, that's not something I never liked any. I didn't like going to restaurants with waiters. I always liked, I don't need a middleman. Just let me tell the cook what I want. You and know, then let have me get them bring the it. Kitchen here. 
Okay. What? I mean, what am I? What am I? Chopped liver? Let me get into the. Let me get into the kitchen. <laughs> Why? What am I? Chopped liver? Let me chop some liver over here. Okay. Chop liver. Just let me tell. I don't need a middleman explaining what I want to somebody else. I like, we cut out that process. I I always like the counter type restaurants. Go to the counter, you order it, you pick it up, and you go eat outside anyway. That's not coming. Now I have an excuse to not do that for a while. So I don't think that's coming back. Um, chili cookoffs. I mean. I don't think that's coming back this time. <laughs> I love that that's one of the things that you really are think. I think the chili cook-off is done. It's done, so. It's done. It's gone for good. Chili cook-offs, not coming back anytime. Coming quickly. back. Well, I, I love, you know, the thing that really makes me sad is that stuff like state fairs and mm-hmm. outdoor yeah. festivals and uh, music festivals, you know, it feels like it's going to be really hard to figure out how People would do that, but maybe everybody just wears cool masks. You know, maybe there's okay, this whole this idea. Is the craziest. This is, I haven't told you this, but this is the craziest thing. I and I want to tell the shoplifting story. Okay, so let's tell these two stories. Um, so I I was like, I had this one crazy, I was like, you've got to do something special. These kids, they don't have baseball. They don't have soccer. They don't have school. They don't get to hang out with their friends. This has to be the most memorable experience of your life. You're going to rent an RV for 17 days and you're going to go see America. Right. And that sounds great. Right. 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 And you thought about this. Yeah. I, I didn't just think about it. I rented the RV. Right. Really? Yeah. No, let me finish though. No, I and want you I to, started, because I, I, or you could stop now. You want to stop now? No, let me just finish. No, I think stop now. I think that's great. So I got really excited about it. And then I woke up the next morning and I started looking into like the fact that a lot of the national parks are closed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, yeah. A lot of, and even if they do open, they're going to be staggering when people can go into them, right? And then I thought about it. And I'm like, this is the exact wrong time to do an RV trip with your kids. You because the beauty of an RV trip, in terms of, is walking into a gas station and buying some beef jerky and not feeling worried about it. You know what I mean? It's right. it's hobnobbing with people at chili cook-off. <laughs> And it's and it's stopping so many, at the roadside attractions, you know. Exactly, it's stopping and hanging out and doing something and going to a rodeo, doing all these things. Some of them may or may not be open, but I know that in two weeks from now, I'm not going to feel super comfortable yet doing all the things that America has to offer. I just know how I'm going to feel. Yeah. And so, so I canceled it, and you know, we're going to do some backpacking in the wilderness where it's just us. It's it's hundred percent wilderness. We're gonna do some backpacking. Where are some, you gonna to go to do that? And just like pee and, and poo in the woods? Exactly. Eastern Sierras, it looks like, because they haven't opened Sequoia National Park yet. They haven't opened Redwoods National Park. It's limited even at Grand Canyon. I mean, like it's when I looked into it, I was like, This is madness. And then I talked to another guy that did these uh that loves R- RV trips and he was like Oh man, I mean, you should do this train thing. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to get on a train right now and it's not open yet. There's too much that's, I think the whole trip would have been, hey, we're closed. That's That would have been the whole trip. So I don't want to do yeah, it. Quite I bought, yet. for Kate's birthday, I bought her a, a trip on a train in Peru, or I put half down on it. And it's just, who knows when we're going to feel comfortable doing that. You know, the real, the biggest problem for me is that, uh, and you too. It's that we've our commute is through airports, right? So that's going to be really hard. So I think if Los Angeles opens up at a time when it makes sense, 
I'm going to sort of take that risk of going to Los Angeles and then just do clubs in California for like two months. Well, you know, and that'll, 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 that'll yeah, that would be great. That'd be really strange. But let me tell you what's weird about this. A lot of those California clubs are just are, are really big. You know, they're 400 yeah. seat theaters, 500 seat theaters. So a crowd of 250 people, that's, you know, that's great. I'll do I'll do that. Well, this is the essential question right here. And this has been a very unorthodox episode, but I'm going to air this because this is a quarantine edition, a dark period episode. And I think these are important right now also. We've got episodes you can delve into that are going to be. And I was going to say, I thought it would be interesting because yeah. um, a lot of people from Patreon are going to hear this. But if you if yeah. you hear it in general, um, first of all, thank you for any donations. I think I'm going to release this one our... to the public because I think the public needs to hear these also because we're kind of. I think that's right. So happening right now, <clears throat> please, uh, you know, dig deep and and pledge three dollars, five dollars, twelve and a half dollars. Um, but I think that uh, maskers can be funny, but also if you want to do maskers that are actually about quarantine, ones? yeah. That are really seriously yeah. like, what do you do when you have only beans? What do you cook with right. beans and sugar? Right. And I'll tell you how to make a sugar bean cake. You know, right. one of the delicious sugar bean cake recipes that my great grandmammy, which was my right. great grandmother's mammary glands, uh, she, you know, her her tits could teach quite a few things if you listen <laughs> if you listen closely. You know, if you want to hear episodes that Excuse are mainly me. geared towards us uh, being funny, we've got a lot of classics out. But I do want to air some of these. Uh, but no, but these I, I, I think that's really good because right this is these is people's lives right now. And this is what people are thinking about. So it's a good way to mark time, mark history. Um, but yeah, if you've got a maskers about, you know, should you change and dress up for date night, stuff like that. Right. We, but, we definitely have a masterful. Let me tell you what that. my essential question is right now. We have a section called essential question of human nature. And this is a really important one in this day and age right now. And I want to ask you what you think. I mean, there's two phrases, uh, better safe than sorry. Right. That's one phrase. And another phrase is uh, with great risk comes great reward. Ooh, that's and a good one. And these two phrases are what I think we're all going to be grappling with this summer. Like, which of these two phrases should we, and it, I wish there was a middle phrase, like, um, take great risk um, until you're about to be sorry, or something like that. Like, That's, you, know you really I mean? turned a phrase on that one. You don't need to U-turn a phrase on that one. You don't need to You know what I mean, though? Because, like, we're, we're going to be grappling with these, like how much risk is reasonable for us and, and how much of it is just paranoia. I mean, it's this is a weird time period to try to decide how much adventure you want to have, you know? Well, I think that there's going to be. There's going to be a little bit of. Um, yeah, it is. It's going to be like both of those phrases are true. In I, my experience. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be more take the right risks. Mm hmm. That's going to be whatever. That's what it's going to narrow down to is right. what are you willing to take a risk for and what are you not? And that's going to affect comedy. You know, that's going to affect comedy in all live events. It's is it worth? And what I hear from Hollywood is that a lot of the agencies think that there might be like a Taylor Swift, Beyonce combo tour to try and get people out, you know, where people are like, are you kidding me? I can see two of the most important musicians alive. For a hundred dollars, you know, I have to do that. Yeah, it's a once sort of in a lifetime like situation. The, uh, a 
CDC Who concert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the That's tribute the bands from last week. CDC yeah. and The Who, but doing World Health Organization messaging <laughs> and CDC guidelines right. to the tunes of their most famous hits. <laughs> like TNT, Wash Ye Hands. <laughs> let's do... Um, Let's do a tiny opinion, and then I want to finish with some maskers. How's that? I would love that, sir. Um, do you want me to get on the, the horn and see some maskers? No, I have some maskers right here. Don't worry about it. Right. But let me just ask you something. Hey, your funeral, my christening. We talked about that isn't a phrase. <laughs> yeah. What? Hey, buddy, your funeral, my christening. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Hey, like your funeral, my birth, my OBGYN clinic. Let me, right. uh, let's do a couple maskers. We got to go pretty quick here, but a uh, uh, couple maskers. Thanks for listening to the show. Peter Demas writes, is cereal a type of cold soup? Yes, I love that. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I'm going to have my morning cold soup. Tell you what, I like cereal a lot more than I like gazpacho. <laughs> and that ain't changing anytime soon. I love that. Dairy-ish. I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to have a morning... I'm going to say to Kate tomorrow, Mike, you want me to make you a a morning pot of cold soup? I love it. I love it. Dariush writes, is deep dish pizza the cheesecake of pizzas? Yes. Yeah. Because if you think about it, cheesecake is, it's more cheese than cake, right? I mean, clearly. Yeah. And deep dish pizza is more cheese than pizza, right? I mean, there is that layer of... um, there is the layer of sauce on top and the crust is thick, but that is really a big hunk of fucking cheese and it is delicious. <laughs> I love it. We threw away some pizza yesterday. I was pretty sad about it, but I think I did. I did my quarantine. Like I still have a French dip sandwich that I'm going to make tomorrow, but I think I'm kind of done with the unhealthy quarantine food. We're, we're being pretty healthy anyway, but it's like there was a moment everybody, I guess, the sales of like comfort foods, American comfort foods like Heinz yeah. and Kraft Mac and cheese and all that stuff skyrocketed. Chef Boyardee has never been doing better. This is all real because yeah. people are buying things from their childhood that are both easy to make and comforting within the nostalgia of it. It's yeah. Interesting. So, but yes, I think that's a good call. Cheesecake. Deep dish is the cheesecake of pizza, but is cheesecake Adam, the pizza of cake? No. You see, yeah, I don't cheesecake know. Cheesecake is not the deep dish of cake, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, we we get pretty deep here on cashing. We in get with pretty DJ deep. Miller. We dig down deep to get to the bottom to stay on top. <laughs> Adam Metropolis writes: sugar-free ancient Greek city-state, Asparta. <laughs> yep, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I won't leave it. I'll take it. Uh, take, you can't take it with you, but you can take it. Um, buddy, I got to I gotta go. I mean, that's what I heard. So I'm just going to stay on and uh, sort of hum hum a few tunes for the, uh, the 12 and a half listeners at home. Uh, I'm going to start with um, Where the Buffalo Roam. Show to not sing that song. <laughs> the end of it is for he's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> the ending was. <laughs> yeah.